All right, you are on the prowl with Professor Hot Sauce. I am, of course, your host, Professor Hot Sauce. We are flying solo once again. We're here in quarantine. We're closing out 2020, about to get this year over. You know, it's funny, at the start of the year, I thought that my sex life would be completely non-existent this whole year. And that's actually kind of the opposite of, of what ended up happening. And I thought, you know, moving to a new city, going out to the bars, I thought that would kind of be my thing when I moved here. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. That didn't really happen. And so I never actually really hooked up with anyone in this current city that I'm with. In fact, uh, the girls that I did end up, I guess... uh, hooking up for lack of a better term were people that I already knew and had existing relationships and uh, you know it was more than just a fling or uh, a one night stand I definitely didn't have well I had one of those but I only I only had one of those everything else kind of meant something to me but I want to tell you a story about the one girl that I did kind of hook up with in this city now, here's the problem. She's engaged. And I know she's engaged. Now, generally, I would have a huge problem with people who do, do this type of shit. But in this particular instance, I think it kind of drove me to doing it. And I'll tell you why. This guy's a fucking dick. I don't like him at all. And so sometimes I wonder if it's, that actually made me more want to, to hook up with this girl. So I'll tell you the story of how this started. So back in the summer, when some of the COVID restrictions relaxed, I, I went to a bar with a, with a few friends. We were sitting down and we we're just shooting the shit with, with a bunch of people at a table and you know, immediately I was attracted to this, to this girl. And at first I knew she was with this guy and I was like, all right, whatever. Didn't, didn't think twice about it. And for some reason, uh, I don't know how, because they're not in my circle of friends at all, but they must run with maybe one or two degrees of separation from, I guess, the crew I run with here uh, in the city that I live in. And so I kept running into them. One of the things I noticed about this guy, and what should we call this guy? We'll call this guy, call this guy Adam. So one of the things I noticed about Adam, and this is something that uh, a couple of people had kind of quietly mentioned to me as well as they said, you know, what do you, what do you think of Adam? I said, yeah, I don't know. Something about the guy that just rubs me the wrong way. And one of my friends says, yeah, you know, one of the things I, I noticed is that if we're buying beer for a bunch of people, he all of a sudden shows up. But when there's people that aren't around, the people who buy the rounds of shots all the time, the people who maybe... Uh, sponsor, uh, 
this particular bar, uh, maybe liquor reps who show up and they're buying uh, free alcohol for their friends and just being great human beings and nice guys. This guy always seems to be there. But when it's his round or it's his turn to pay, you know, all of a sudden he has to go. It's one of those, one of those type of guys. Kind of reminded me of me back in the day when I kept, uh, you know, lose my wallet and be like, oh God, you know, my round now, man, it's got an early work day tomorrow. Got to go, got to take off. We'll see you. We'll, we'll see you guys next time. Never, ever, ever his round. And it got to the point where I started watching this. And one of the times we were just out at a, at a bar and I was pretty drunk and, you know, I take a lot of pride in, in my pool game. And in this particular night, I was just so fucked up. I couldn't see straight. And, you know, obviously eyesight is a pretty important thing in, in pool. So I shot probably some of my worst games. I played like five games either with this guy or against this guy. And I remember there was one time where he started saying, oh, let's play for drinks. Let's play for drinks. And he's like, oh, no, I, you know, I'm not playing with hot sauce. I'm not playing with hot sauce. Because my plan the one time was to was to obviously throw the throw the match because I just thought, man, you're 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 ridiculous. Like you're not even hiding the fact that you're basically leeching off everyone else. So I was like, all right, whatever. You know, I don't know this guy. Maybe he's going maybe he's going through a tough time. And so I didn't want to judge him at at, at first, but when that pattern of behavior constantly repeats itself and just like the cockiest motherfucker in the world. But then when he has to do something, or even if he's asked to like split something, he's just, he's just nowhere to, to be, to be found, you know, in a given to take in a relationship, he's just constantly, constantly taken. I was like, all right, whatever. So I was like, okay, I don't really like this guy. So then fast forward, I don't know, two months, a month, whatever. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I randomly ran into his fiance. And she had said something to me and I didn't even recognize it because of course we're all wearing masks and shit like that. So I didn't even recognize her at first. And then all of a sudden I turned around. I was like, oh, hey, shit, Darcy, what's up? And immediately I get added on all these social media. So, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, didn't get added on LinkedIn, but you know, all of a sudden immediately get these, these requests. So I'm like, all right, that's weird. And then I start getting these, I don't even know how this started. Uh, you know, I, I ran into her a couple more times. Things started off very whatever. No different than any other person I would have. You know, if I, for, for those who know me, they know that I like to send a lot of Snapchats. A lot of them are stupid. A lot of them are ridiculous. And I send them to a bunch of people. And so at one point she was on this list, getting these Snapchats and... All of a sudden, things start to progress to the point where 
we're waking up in the morning and sending each other Snapchats while showering. Now, I don't know about you, but if you're married or engaged or in a long-term committed relationship, do you think it's appropriate to send Snapchats in the shower, even if you don't see anything? Even if you don't see anything, is that an appropriate action? My answer, of course, would be no. But again, I found this girl extremely attractive and I didn't like this guy. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll push, I'll push it here. I'll push it where I can. And the part that bothers me about this is what reason am I actually doing this for? I obviously find the girl attractive, but What's nagging at the back of my head is like, am I fucking up her life by doing this? Am I potentially, because I mean, there's a total chance this home wrecks their, their relationship, obviously, right? If anyone finds out about this, that relationship's fucked, obviously. So in the back of my mind, on the one hand, I'm like, fuck this guy, whatever. I don't give a fuck about him. But on the other hand, now I'm thinking is like, ah, God, what am I doing? What, what's, what's my goal here with her? And so things, things got to a point where it was getting very flirtatious and, and shit like that. And then all of a sudden it, it just came to a, to a cold dead stop. And I was happy about it. I was like, all right, you know, this is, this is ultimately what, what I wanted. And it was good because then I didn't have to worry about this guy coming and stabbing me or whatever. And I didn't want to fuck up her life either. You know, obviously she's going to be in a relationship. Whatever we were, it was just like a, a fling. And I mean, we would talk to each other and, you know, she would say stuff like, I don't know what it is about me, but you just, you just, there's something about you that drives me crazy. And when I'm with you, I'm, I'm shaking and you just, you do something to me. And so we would flirt like crazy. And then all of a sudden, I ran into her again and she all of a sudden calls me out of the blue and says, Hey, you should, uh, you should come over. And I said, all right. So I go over there and she's like, wow, I didn't think you were actually going to come over. And I was like, well, why did you invite me if you didn't think I was going to come over? And she's like, I don't know what we're doing here. And so all of a sudden it just happened. You start making out. And she says, why don't we go for a walk? Go for a little walk around the building. We don't make it very far. I basically throw her up against the building, start really aggressively making out. And it's just wild. It's very good. It's a very sexually charged time where the point it's like, basically want to fuck her outside. I was pretty much ready to go. And then she's like, ah, hold on, hold on. We walk back. She's like, I better go. Before she goes, we make out a little bit more. Go home. That's it. Then all of a sudden it gets to the point where now it's really, really weird. Now we've crossed that line where it's like, all right, what's, what's the scenario here? So in the one instance, I was happy that, I made out with her because 
sexually I was very attracted to her. And, you know, if that's all it was and that's all we expected out of it, then I would have been fine with that. But I know that obviously there's emotions at play. There's people's livelihoods that could be questioned and, and ruined. So I kind of pulled back and I kind of sat down and thought to myself, I was like, ah, fuck, do I really, do I really want to do this? And ultimately I decided I, I didn't want it. I didn't want to do it to her. So I kind of, I ceased contact for, for a very long time. And then all of a sudden she gets really drunk and she starts messaging me and she says, Hey, hot sauce. Why haven't you talked to me in a long time? I basically told her, I said, listen, you're the one who's in a committed relationship. Uh, I'll be very upfront with you. I'm going to put the onus on you to contact me because I don't want to fuck up your life. I really don't. I'm super attracted to you. I like the fact that we made out and she, all of a sudden she says, I would love to meet up with you anytime. And at one point she was very shy you know, she would, when I say we would send pictures in the shower, she would send, you know, somewhat covered type of thing. And then all of a sudden I just said, you know what, fuck it. I, I don't care. I sent her a picture of me naked. I said, Hey, listen, I mean, if you want to, if you want to see me naked, you can see me naked. And so I sent her probably the best nude photo I've ever taken of myself. And it's, for the fellas out there, if you want to know the best way to do a nude photo, don't send a picture of just your fucking dick and that's it. That's not that's not the way to do it. All right? There's, there's better ways to send nude photos as a man. If you need advice, don't talk to me. Talk to women. They know, they know women who are heterosexual or males who are homosexual. Talk to them because they know what they're attracted to. So if you need an idea of what a good nude photo is as a man seek some advice i can give you some ideas because i've i've gotten good reviews on this photo but uh all of a sudden she starts talking to me again but now she is way more aggressive she says you can come over anytime that you want and i said you know what with all this covid bullshit going on like what what, what are we going to do if we wanted to hang out, what are we going to do? And so then she starts messaging me in the morning. She says, you know what? I was feeling a little bit more adventurous. It's too bad we didn't have a chance to uh, do a video call. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, well, what do you mean? And so then all of a sudden she starts showing me pictures. You know, I, I, I start getting a photo of her in her underwear. Uh, and I start getting these photos of, a steamy mirror and her reflection naked, but I can't really see anything. And I was like, ah, you know, that's, that's sexy as fuck, but I've seen this before. And then she's like, well, I was ready to do a video call of me naked in the shower. And she's like, I took a couple other sexy photos. And then she, she shows me them and then she's topless in them. And I was like, all right, this is cool. You know, she's got, she's got some fucking nice tits. And so she's like, I'm really drunk. Why don't I, why don't I come by? I was like, ah, I don't know. What are, what are we going to do? And she's like, I'll give you some ideas. And so she starts describing all the things that she's going to do. Now, I've done my fair amount of, of, of sexting 
And I feel like when I sext with people, I say I'm going to do shit that I'm never actually planning on doing. You know, I just take it to a whole new fantasy level. Like, I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do this. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to fucking do that. I'm just, going to, I'm just going to lay there and hopefully she sucks my dick for a bit. That's all, that's all I really want. Uh, but that's not actually true. Uh, I like to try and pleasure women as much as I can. I just sometimes do a poor job at it. So then she starts saying about how nervous she is and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but then she's like, oh, I'm practicing a striptease. And I say, oh, fuck. I would love a striptease. So I start getting these videos of her doing a striptease. And then finally, one day, she comes over. And she's like, all right, you ready for this? I've been practicing this for five days now. Play the music. And the backstory to this is I had done a striptease for her to the same song. And so I always told her, I said, you got to repay the favor. And so I'm just laying on my couch. She starts doing a striptease for me. And it wasn't high level professional like you would get in say the Vegas strip clubs. But I mean, you just admire the effort when somebody does that for you. So I'm sitting down. She grabs a tie that I just have lying down. She wraps it around my wrists and puts it behind my back. And she's like, no touching. And then she starts turning around, grinding on my lap. And then she just sits on top of me with her knees straddling my hips. And her tits are just in my, in my face. And all of a sudden, uh, she just starts making out with me and starts taking off my clothes. And so we're sitting here on my casting couch, which I'm just realizing. Uh, and then we start having sex on, on the couch. And at this point, I'm loving it. I'm just like, this is awesome. Uh, you know, this is something I've been thinking about for a long time, something I wanted to do. But now I'm at this point where you know, I've crossed this line and now I don't know where to go from here. And this is something I've always kind of wanted to shy away from. And it's something I've already said in this episode, because now I don't know where, where her head's at. You know, I don't know what she's expecting out of me because I don't even know where I'm going to be in a year from now. My plan is to not be where I am today. So in terms of any kind of a future with this girl, there's zero. There's absolutely zero. Very attractive. I like her. But there's nothing there for me for a long-term thing. And so this is something that I've been very clear to tell her that after it happened. Because this was running through my head and I didn't, I obviously didn't say it right after because i made that fucking mistake before uh and it sucks when you look somebody in the eye and you rip their heart in half i never want to do that again so i didn't want to do it with with her but all of a sudden i would start getting messages from her like a week after the fact where she would say okay well why haven't you 
messaged me back. She's like, I don't get you. You, we, we have sex and then you don't talk to me ever. And at that point I said, I know. And there's a, there's a very good reason for it. And I said, listen, you're, you're engaged. I really wanted to do what we did. I knew what I was doing. I wanted to do it. But as far as you and I go, what is there? And I even called her out on it. I said, I mean, you're married, you're marrying this guy. What, what, you know, what are you doing? And she's just like, I don't know. My life's a mess right now. I don't really know what I want to do in my life. She's like, I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. And I said, well, I think it's best that you and I just stop talking altogether. And so I haven't spoken to her uh, since then, which is, you know, obviously months ago. This was all the way back at the start of summer. So as far as that went, uh, it, it, it was kind of an odd situation for me because, you know, I'm thinking morally, is this, is this a bad thing for me to do? And, I, and I, then I think to myself, it's like, well, what about her shoes? You know, what, what is she doing? What is she expecting out of this? And it's been very long since I've been in a relationship. And when I've been in a relationship, you know, any time I've had thoughts of cheating on somebody, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, I have had those thoughts. But as soon as I have those thoughts, to me, it's over. To me, the relationship is over. When I start thinking of, can I do this or should I do this? Then I'm already in a bad spot. So I always wonder what's going through her head in that. Because is she just using me for sex? I I would assume so. Yeah, like I, I don't think her plan is to fucking call off her wedding to be with me. At least I sure hope it isn't because that's not what my goal was. My goal was, I thought this guy was a fucking asshole. So I didn't feel bad about doing it. But at the same time, I didn't want to fuck her over. Well, metaphorically. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like I got to keep my distance. Like I don't want to get too attached to this person because I know how it is. Oftentimes when you have sex, there's a whole another level of emotion that gets involved. And I've been told if you know, from, from women's perspectives that this is often even stronger. Men, men have the ability to detach emotionally more than women. I believe I'm not a biologist. Don't take my word for that. If you want to call me out on my bullshit, sure. But research it. I believe that's a thing. And so now I I don't know what's going to happen. Like I, I constantly feel like you know, out of the blue, I'm going to get these messages from her. And this, is, this isn't the first time for me either. You know, I had this happen like seven, eight years ago too. Um, and I had it happen three years ago as well. And oddly enough, both previous times that this has happened where this married girl has invited me over. And typically this is, this is what's happened is... And, and a good friend of mine told me this once. He says, if you ever have a girl that you know there's sexual tension with, the smartest thing to do 
either it doesn't even matter if you're in a relationship, but if 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 you know if you're morally opposed to doing that, and you should be, uh, in in a lot of cases, what you should do is you should always go to a very public place where there's lots of people. Uh, and I actually had a friend of mine once call me. He says, "Hey, hot sauce, why don't you come to this bar for a drink?" And I was like, "All right." And I did, and he was just there with another girl, and she left to go to the bathroom, and he's like, hey, man, thanks for coming. Uh, I just need another person here because I don't want the optics of this to get back to my wife. I have zero intentions of ever cheating on her, but I know how it is. People might walk in, they might see me with her, and they might be like, oh, all of a sudden there's, there's rumors and speculation that happens. So... I understand that. So a good friend of mine always said that because he had a girl that was very interested in her. He actually said to me, he's like, hot sauce, I'm going to show you this photo one time. Then I'm going to delete it forever. And he shows me this picture of this girl who's completely naked. And then he says to me, he says, you know what she said to me with this picture? And I said, what? And he's like, I'm really enjoying my, my red wine tonight. He turns to me, he's like, I don't see a red wine bottle in this fucking photo. And I looked and I looked for a long time because it's a pretty nice photo. But there is definitely no wine in the picture. And so he deletes it. And he's like, I'm never talking to that girl again. I was like, you're a smart man. And so for me, I was like, all right. So in these two previous instances, I did exactly that. Went to a house party. It just so happened it was at her place. And we were playing games and everybody left and all of a sudden it's me and her. And then she says, she makes a comment that she's like, what do you think of me? I was like, what do you think of it? What do you mean? What do I think of you? She's like, do you find me attractive? Do you find me cool? Like we chat all the time. I'm like, yeah, of course. And then she's like, what would happen if, uh, you know, I, I went to kiss you. And this was, this was about seven, eight years ago. And I said, oh, I'd pull away. And she, and she got so offended by that. So offended by that comment. And I was like, what the, why are you fucking mad? You're the one who's married. I'm actually in your house right now. And then she starts justifying in her head. And I think a lot of people do this. They do these mental gymnastics to convince themselves that it's okay to cheat. And she's like, ah, well, he works away three, three weeks at a time. And so I don't know, maybe he's railing some girl in wherever he is right now. Like, how do I know he's being faithful? And I'm like, all right. <clears throat> so the worst thing about that scenario was she had a daughter at her home. And I fucked her in her own house, in their bed, while their daughter was home. And he was out doing whatever the fuck he does. So that was probably the worst thing that I've personally done in terms of being the other dude. And that guy, I didn't really know. I heard stories about him and, uh, you know, they're not, they're not good, but they come from, they come from parties from people who, who don't like it. So I wasn't proud of that moment. The second time, uh, it was a girl who I'd known for, for a very long time. And I didn't even know that she was involved. She told me that they were divorced. And then I showed up at her place uh, we end up having sex and then she's like, well, it's complicated. We're trying to work on things. And I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? So those are the two previous times. And both of those times, I mean, there's like zero consequences 
it was very apparent what those were. But in this instance, I don't know where her head's at. And I always wonder to myself, if you're the one who's in that relationship, what's your end goal? What's your end goal? Like, is it a fantasy? I know so many people cheat. We've talked about this on the podcast before. It's like 52% or some crazy ass number admit, they admit that they've cheated in their life. I'm willing to bet there's a ton of other people who lie either to themselves or to other people and they just don't, they just, they know they've cheated. They just don't admit it. And you can define cheating as a number of, of different things. But it's like, what drives that? You know, what drives that, that mentality? Is it just because, is it just, is it the hormones? Is it the sexual drive? Is it just attractiveness? You know, so I'm always, I'm always interested in these particular scenario. Who's, who's ethically and more morally wrong here? If anybody, you know, like, do we just play by these, these arbitrary rules because society said so that nobody lives up to anyway. Uh, and I think that's why you start seeing a lot more people with open relationships. I have known so many people now that have those and I admire the people who can do it, who can trust people uh, to, to do that. Cause I sure is, I, I don't think I could do it, but now I think about this every day and I just, <laughs> I dread getting a message from this girl because partially I don't want to be, you know, in a very small sense, partially I, I do care a little bit about how people perceive me. You know, they might think I'm a piece of shit for, for doing that. And that's fine. You know, everyone kind of has their own, own values. But for me, I mean... I certainly don't feel bad for the guy. He's just a total dick. But I feel bad for her. Like I don't, if I, when, when I'm in that scenario and I hope that I don't get in it again, but if I do find myself in that situation, to me, it's all about, it's all about communication. It's like, what, what are we doing here? And I've, I've heard many females, friends of mine who've said, you know what, I've had, a, I've had an affair. It was just a way of getting back at my guy because he cheated on me and it was just a toward love affair. It was purely sexual. It was something I needed. I was going through a lot emotionally and I just needed that to get past the emotional pain that happened with my previous relationship. But the moral of the story here is if you don't want me to fuck your wife or your girlfriend or your fiance, maybe just think about treating her better. And then you probably won't have problems. I was like, okay, well, that's, that's an interesting take. So I'd love to have a female on this podcast that has told me that. And I, the problem is I know that people aren't as open and willing to talk about this shit as, as I am. So I feel like people, if I could get a female guest to have that comment on here, I'd fucking love it. And actually, I do have a podcast that's about two and a half hours long with a polyamorous couple, uh, two females who share a lover. 
and they told me some very interesting shit. The sound quality is terrible, but you know, maybe in the, in, in the future I, I can get that because that's a subject that fascinates me is, you know, we, we tell, we tell ourselves that it's so wrong yet the vast majority of humans end up doing this. So I feel like we're, we're, we're fighting. Our brain is fighting with our, our hormone, our horm, hormones, uh, but our emotions play a very different role. So this is, you know, one of the big reasons I started the podcast is because I have these stories like this. And I always think to myself, I'm like, you know, this is fucked. This is fucked. You know, the fact that I fucked an engaged girl this year, that's, that's kind of fucked up. Right. So I don't know ultimately how everyone feels about this, but I'd love to hear your feedback. You know, tell me if you think I'm a piece of shit for doing so. Uh, or tell me why maybe I, I, I'm not. I'm interested to hear back from you. Um, this is one of the final podcasts. Hopefully we're doing solo. Got a lot of big things planned for 2021. Uh, maybe have a couple more podcasts to round out the year, but uh, follow me on all the uh, major platforms. Peace. Fuck. Oh, it's Okay.